Welcome to Native Notion, a gaming podcast that isn't afraid to talk anything and everything. Here's your host, Klamath. Yo, 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 what's good? What's really good? I appreciate you guys tuning in today. Hopefully everything is going well for you. Just to give a quick update, um, recently I've been getting into playing more sports rather than gaming. Um, when it comes to that, it, it's based on my passion for sports and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> if you did not know uh, about that about me, I am definitely passionate about sports. Right now, I'm currently playing soccer, footy, football, whatever you want to call it. I, I t discussed this previously. Um, but it is that time of the year where the mountains open up again. So yesterday I ended up going snowboarding. It was the first time of the season. And if you've ever did that or done that, excuse me, uh, where you go out for the first time to do something that's physical like that, uh, snowboarding, skiing, I mean, you could take it into like summer sports, wakeboarding, surfing, you know, anything like that. Something that takes... A lot of uh, muscle engagement, a lot of activation of your muscles and stuff like that. It is, uh, it's incredibly taxing. So I, I got home last night and I was very, very sore. Um, we have the fortune of where I went, where uh, you you have the ability to show up later and, and um, ski, snowboard at night. Because they have lit runs and everything of that nature. So um, I went with a buddy of mine and we beat the traffic in the morning times because it is north of where I live. Uh, and um, it, we missed all traffic going up there. Uh, not all traffic, but most of it. Um, and got up there about 1230 uh, in the afternoon instead of showing up at uh, like opening the, the mountains open at 9 a.m. So we got up there about 1230. We were on the mountain by one o'clock, and we, um, we we like went hard for three-ish hours. Just I don't know. I think a, the shortest run we did was about ten minutes or so. We we did a lot of like backcountry work, uh, a lot of going through the trees and stuff of that nature, and it uh, it it took a lot of like incredible muscle activation stuff that I I use right, but not to that degree not uh in that sense so in you know after that three-ish hours about four four thirty time frame we decided we were going to take a break went back to uh the car had a little bit of lunch um like a couple of drinks and then right back at it uh it was too early in the day for dinner and we had had food prior to showing up so it wasn't really like a, a time to stop for eating but we did uh, supplement ourselves nature valley bars and things of that nature to try to keep our energy up for that um, went back out to uh, went back out on the mountain uh, i'd say about 4 30 time frame and rode until seven o'clock um it, the thing about when it gets nighttime uh, right now it gets dark early uh 4 30 time frame is when it gets dark here so uh once it gets dark um riding through trees is kind of a uh, it's not intelligent, if you will, right? There's just not enough lighting to be able to see all of the different things you need to see, a lot of contrasts that you need to gauge in order to anticipate what it is you're going to need to be doing. But we stayed, we did a lot of like 
side run um go you know like uh, trekking in that sense where we went off of the groomed portion of the run and got off onto the side where um there's still lighting in that area and uh, kept it up um the guy that i went with um and we actually ended up meeting a random dude that we spent the entire day with while we were on the mountain um real real cool guy came came out here i, I live in washington state um, came out here from Hawaii, uh, and he's like, yeah, I, two weeks of vacation so I can go snowboarding every day. It's pretty cool. Um, they are like significantly better than I am. I, I am much older than they are, <laughs> um, but they are significantly better at it. I don't consider myself to be like an amateur or anything of that nature, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely capable of holding my own, but they are way better than I am. So they did a lot more than I did. Um, but yeah, today I'm I'm very sore, so uh, I'm thankful that at at some point I uh, I was able to um, purchase a Theragun. Uh, this was probably two years ago or something like that. If you don't know what a Theragun is, a Theragun is a uh, it's a massage gun. So uh, it it has. Um, you can change the tip on it, but it has a rod that connects to this tip, and it just uh, it it's cyclic. It pushes up and down. Um, the minimum setting is 1,750 RPM, um, but it can get up there. Uh, and I have tried higher RPMs, and it's I, I don't like it. It hurts a ton. But um, just using that, and I'm trying to work out my muscles because my quads are very sore. My glutes are sore. My hamstrings are sore. My calves did okay, which is surprising. While I was riding, I was definitely I, I could definitely feel it. Felt like I was a uh, starting to cramp um not in that sense of cramp where like it's painful and everything like that but i could feel like while while we we're not doing anything my muscle activation was constantly cycling right which is like the beginning portion of cramping so uh no it was fun though i had a great time uh i want to go more often i have a season's pass to a local mountain um it's actually through um vale incorporated people who are into snowboarding skiing Mountain sports, uh, they know who Vale is. They're they're one of the largest, if not the largest, um, companies that operate mountains, uh, at least in the U.S. So, uh, but they they also have mountains that are outside of the U.S. So, um, yeah, it was it was a whole lot of fun. I had a had a great time. So I I want to keep going. Uh, use that season pass for me. I need to go at least four times in order to make up the cost of the season pass. So that's my motivation um, with my schedule. It's not always the easiest. Uh, I I don't like going on weekends because of how busy it is. Just a ton of people, right? Uh, I don't mind waiting in a line occasionally, but I really, really, really do not like the idea of being in line for 30 minutes to go on a ride for 10 minutes and then back in line for 30 minutes, you know? So I try to avoid weekends if at all possible. Um, which means like I can only go once every three weeks and that's assuming that my schedule cooperates so um, But um, Yeah, no, let's get to the, today's topic um, I wanted to discuss the prospect of um, Hard work and sacrifice for trying to achieve the things that you want to achieve uh, There's something that I've noticed and I've been very critical of this for some time um that we, as a society, uh, and this may be a society within the American society, um, it's what I know, obviously, 
but it seems like um, a lot of people seem to think that success comes um, with like some some amount of luck um, and some amount of of just um, factors working out in your favor kind of thing and that's not entirely wrong uh, not to say that there's no chance for that to be the case because there's a lot of times where um, people have earned success but haven't gotten success right uh, the the thing about that is that um, successful people have all done the same thing right they've, they've all done the same thing in in a general sense to be able to get to their their stance where they are now um and and that comes with hard work and sacrifice uh so you, you get these people that um they they don't want to put in the hard work that is necessary the sacrifice that goes into trying to achieve success it is something that is fundamental to success right there is no such thing as success without sacrifice right there are going to be people that are more successful uh maybe with less work uh, and that's where circumstance comes in but that's not the normal thing right there it's it's not people that get into these positions of of high amounts of success do all kinds of crazy things to sacrifice for their success and that's around the board right you can talk about like uh, imagine somebody like elon musk i don't know his inner workings or what he does or anything like that but the guy from what i understand uh he he's running like three or four different businesses all at the same time and um he he from from people who are familiar with his habits and stuff like that they say like he doesn't sleep very much because the guy has so much going on he has time to make up some of what it is he's trying to do right as far as energy and, and resetting his clock and everything like that but he's got to get back to work right that's a sacrifice he makes sacrifice sleep so that way he can continue to be successful i mean on top of the fact that you know people do all kinds of things for that so um i, I mean i know it from like personal experience and talking with people where there is like this in, an incredible amount of how do you want to put it um people think that something is owed to them because of you know insert factor whatever it may be that is just a wrong mindset altogether i'm not saying that you haven't had a hard time in life i'm not saying that uh you shouldn't achieve success through hard work or anything like that that's not what i'm saying at all but like this idea that i i or anybody else owes you anything because of the things that you've experienced or the uh the situations that you've been in and stuff like that that's uh that's crazy okay furthermore there are more people out there who think that success comes with little to no hard work and that is like the farthest from truth right um i lots and lots and lots of people give examples of what success means to them right and success is different for everybody but depends on your perspective and what you're trying to achieve so it, it is something that you have to put into your perspective on what it means for success nobody's going to tell you that you're not successful if you evaluate what it is that you've done up to this point and consider that to be success right success could be 
um, minute in that sense, where you're making small changes and you achieve goals and things of that nature, and, and that achievement is considered success, right? It's not. It's not always like success means you have the most money or you are the most powerful or whatever it may be, anything like that. That's a that's a grandeur type of uh, thought process that goes into that. So something that people need to realize is like, hey, put it into your perspective. Break down these small scenarios that you're in. Try to achieve success in those small scenarios and build that towards a larger, uh, a, a larger goal. Right? Uh, I can put myself into that same scenario. Um, imagine that uh, I am a kid that grew up in not the best neighborhood. Uh, I experienced all kinds of different things in my life. I've been in fights. I've I've been beaten up. I've beaten up people. Um, I I've had to had to activate my fight or flight in in a couple of scenarios. Right, I had guns pulled on me. Um, fortunately, I've never been shot or shot. No, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've been shot at either. Um, but it it all builds the character and and uh, you know like it 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 is how I came to be the person that I am today, right? Um, so I I didn't have the opportunity to go to school on my own. Not to say that I couldn't have gone to school. Um, when I was younger, I had a different perspective on what it meant for hard work and stuff like that. So I, I couldn't qualify for um, like FAFSA, uh, which is the in the U.S. It's the federal um, uh, financial aid system that they have in process. I couldn't qualify for that, which was odd. As I said, my parents made too much money, which uh, which was not true. They did not. Um, they made enough to to live, right? But it's certainly not enough to make uh, any like type of higher education moves or anything of that nature. Um, I never blame my parents for that, you know. Like the circumstances, the circumstance. Uh, it's hard to complain about what it is that I experienced when I look back at it and say, like, "Hey, listen, this is the person that I am today because I experienced that kind of stuff," right? Um, but that. Because I was doing that, I, I mean, uh, I went and I was working in the odd jobs that I've done. I worked at the San Diego Zoo. Uh, I grew up in San Diego. Worked at the San Diego Zoo as one of the uh, one of the uh, sales associates that were there. Ended up losing my job because I got sick and I couldn't show up to work. Uh, it kind of sucked. Um, there were some things working against me there where um, even if I did work really hard, I'm, I could not have gone very far there because there was a system that was put into place that was uh, discriminated against males. And um, there, I, I don't even know if I could find the, um, I don't know if I could find the news article that's associated with it, but this was back in like the early 2000s. They were sued for discrimination against males. And the person, the person that ended up suing them, I knew that person, they won. Um, they, the group that was in charge there, um, they, they didn't promote males because they wanted females in charge. So, um, a thing working against me, right? Uh, but anyway, I got, I got fired from that job. I went and I got, uh, I got a job uh, working at a gas station and I worked overnight at the gas station. This is after I got out of high school. So I didn't have, uh, the obligation to be on one set schedule. Um, I didn't have a car. Fortunately, the... Uh, the public transit system was good enough at that point. 
uh, because I was young, uh, I was considered a student, so I was able to get a monthly uh, pass through the, uh, they call it the, the Metro Transit System in San Diego, um, and I could ride buses and uh, they have a trolley. A trolley, uh, it's kind of like a, a, a train, uh, it's electric. Yeah. Um, and I could ride those in order to get to and from work or, or different places that I wanted to go during that time frame. The, the tough part is like uh, I had to plan when I needed to leave, right? Which is like no different than what anybody's doing. If you if you're in that scenario now where you're going to work, you have to plan when you get there, right? Um, it's just different, but there were there were cutoff times that the uh, the trolley and the buses would operate. So if I missed the one that I needed to catch, I either couldn't make it to work or I'd show up extremely late. Right. So there's there are things that uh, you should you know be aware in that sense. And so and that's what I was. I I mean I worked overnight. Uh, in that period, I ended up becoming homeless. Um, there was a, a there was a decision that I made that was not necessarily the best decision in that process, but I became homeless, um, and uh, I was able to like take showers at friends' houses and stuff like that. Just uh, didn't have a place to stay, um, which you know, like uh, looking back at it, I I evaluated my life, and um, in that scenario. I was like, man, I'm really going nowhere at this point. I'm not doing anything. I'm not trying to advance my life. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously not in the best of situations. So um, I, I joined the military, right? I actually joined the delayed entry program for the, for the Navy and uh, actually decided I was going to go, it was going to take like 10 months before I joined in. Uh, now, mind you, the I, I was intelligent, when it comes to book smarts, I have a lot of street knowledge, so I'd say I'm fairly street savvy in that sense. Uh, but um, I carried that over to the testing for the military. Uh, I took, they call it the ASVAB, which standardized testing to see where it is you are strong and whether or not you qualify to join, right? Because at the time they, uh, they had a minimum score for joining the military. I don't know if that's changed. Um, I've heard some rumors that it's changed, but I'm not positive on that. So, um, in any case, you need to score a minimum of 35 out of 100, 35% in order to join, right? Uh, that is, that is it, when I'm looking back at it, I'm like, wow, that's like a, not a very hard, um, goal to meet, right? So when we're talking about being able to achieve success, right? My goal in that point was hey, at least score 35 on this test. And I did, I scored a 72, I think it was. So, so right around 70. Um, and uh, that qualified me for what they called uh, advanced programming. Um, now, that when I say that, I don't mean like programming in terms of computers, they just meant like advanced programs. Um, and within that, you had different jobs that you could do. This is this is all things that you know are, are generally going to smarter people are going to uh, get into because they're capable of handling more information, right? And therefore operating under the pre-programmed uh, situations that you are forced into, right? So that it's a it's a benchmark for being able to do. It. And I think the minimum was like sixty-five to reach those. So. That was, uh, I, I scored well enough to do that. 
um, my recruiter at the time, he was a cook and he pushed me hard into becoming uh, a, what we called a nuke. Um, what I found out later was nukes or, or the nuclear field in the Navy for a recruiter counts as a bonus to recruiters. So they get, uh, they have a certain metric that they have to meet and that counts as like two people for one person, right? So it makes sense if you have somebody that can qualify that you get them into that so you can help your own metric. That went towards your performance standard and stuff like that. Uh, so push me into that. I didn't immediately qualify for uh, doing that. There are people that I worked with that scored incredibly high on the ASVAB and did not have to test to get into the program. Um, there's a subset within that uh, the ASVAB that they take your score, and if your score is above a certain level, and I can't even remember, it was like 200 and something, I, I can't remember what it was. Um, if your score is above that, then you are not required to test to get into the nuclear program. So I was required because I didn't score high enough. Uh, and um, I, I, I mean, I went and took the test a month later or something like that. I did study for it. Uh, in, in fairness, I didn't know of anything else that I was going to do. I originally signed up to do advanced electronics in the computer field uh, while I was waiting for uh, taking the test to find out if I was going to be a nuke. I uh, took the test, passed it, actually passed it by a large portion, so I did really well. Um, turns out that I was, uh, according to this testing standard that they took, I was way more mechanically inclined as compared to like electrically uh, inclined. So when it came down to getting the job that I was going to do, uh, which was actually decided when I was in boot camp, um, I, I had to, uh, I, I had, I had to go and talk with what they called a detailer and that detailer looked at your scores, asked you what you wanted, took that into consideration and then assigned you a job. Um, I had told, I, I love cars. I love working on things and stuff like that. So when I went and, and did that in boot camp, uh, I told him I want to be a mechanic and he's like, perfect. You have the scores necessary to be a mechanic. As it turns out, uh, I, I didn't have the scores to be an electrician or an electronics technician. So, uh, I didn't score high enough in those, So, which is fine. I didn't want to be another one. Um, so that that went and assigned me my job, right? Then I go through boot camp and I go off to school so they can train me to be uh, the operator that they want me to be. And then when I graduate from the... Uh, three schools that I go to from there I go out and I, I go on to a, a naval ship and I qualify all the different jobs that I need to do there and I advance myself within those positions and pushed hard to get into leadership positions achieve those things right um, and then after I was done I did three years on the USS John C. Stennis after I left there I went back and I taught at the school that I did last um, and uh, became very uh i was very vocal about my um my desire to to teach and things of that nature um and apply the standard right um th mind you uh, in, if you ever get a chance to talk to anybody that has um worked with or under or for me whatever you want to say um you they will absolutely tell you that i hold a standard and i don't let anybody slip for that standard and a lot of times that causes issues for people, right? Because a lot of people expect that um, if they fall short of the standard, that it's going to be okay. I don't believe that's the case. 
Uh, that's not to say that you can't do that because that would be it, it would be um, very naive of me to say that I uh, that I'm always meeting the standards, right? Uh, but the the idea that um, it's okay is where I fall short of that. Uh, I evaluate myself for the fact that I have not met my own standard, and then I put that against you know like my supervisor's standards and stuff like that, which I try to maintain a higher standard. So I'm never gonna I I, I won't be in a situation where I'm not achieving my supervisor's standards, right? Um, but the idea of, of me not meeting my standard ends up being a catalyst for what it is I do to myself afterwards. And that is I continue to push. I, right, I, I have to make things happen. And within that, I need to make sure that I'm getting to the point where I can achieve the goals that I have set for myself and then meet the standards that are set for me. Um, that is sacrifice, right? One thing that many people won't do to this point is evaluate themselves for their shortcomings and make changes necessary to improve themselves to meet those uh, meet the things that they're trying to do. Uh, this is this is true in a lot of scenarios. Um, people, you can see it in the streaming world, right? People think that if oh, if I go live, you know, once a day, and stream for i don't know call it two hours or whatever it is you know i mean eight hours some people really do that i don't it is what it is um then that'll equate to success in the streaming world which is incredibly naive uh, there are things that i learned while streaming about doing all kinds of things to expand yourself to make yourself known um and get your name out there, get, you know, bring people in and actually like what it is that you're doing, right? That's your content. Uh, yes, I did air quote. You can't see that, but I'm air quoting. Um, it isn't just your ability to entertain. Some people are incredibly good at a game, right? Like, think about it. The, there are professional scenes for esports, right? Those players are the top of the top players in that in that esport, right? Whatever game that they're playing, which is fantastic. It's a feat, and that is their ability to provide content, right? Their ability to be incredible at that game is their content. Um, one thing uh, with that is those people didn't get incredibly good professional status at the game without putting in thousands of hours worth of work towards that, right? It wasn't that they picked up the game and they were immediately a professional, right? These people sacrifice over and over every single day to improve themselves so they can be at the top of their game, right? That doesn't stop because they've become successful, right? They just keep sacrificing and making sure that they do what they do in order to achieve those goals, right? Other people are incredibly funny, right? That funny aspect, they have the ability to make other people laugh. They have figured out what it is people like when they do that. They, they know how to serve up that. And, and that is their, uh, their, their content, right? Their niche, their ability to excel at what it is that they're doing. 
Uh, there's, it's not that these people off the cuff everything, right? A lot of comedians, they are really good at uh, spontaneously saying stuff and, and that really works for them. That's a skill set, mind you. Most people aren't like amazing at that, right? They are like beyond great at that kind of thing. Um, but they work really hard. They write down jokes. They they think about what is funny. They come up with a good idea. They they uh, they apply it on paper, and then they build around that. Right. That's all things that you don't see on the stage. Right. That's not what you see in streaming. That's not what you see on TV. It's not what you see of your friends. Right. These these people. Uh, that's not what you're gonna see of people that are out there. Right. These people work and work and work and work and put in effort and sacrifice to be where they are in life. That is a lost thing among a lot of our younger people, right? There, people just don't want to apply themselves, don't see the need for sacrifice to achieve a goal. Somebody goes and applies for a job and they expect, not desire, expect, that their pay is equivalent for people that have been doing that job for years, right? Uh, those, which is wild to me to think about because those people that have been doing it for years have put in the hard work and the sacrifice necessary to achieve that. Um, it is what it is. I, I, I don't agree with a portion of that thought process. I do agree, like when they raise minimum wage here in Washington state, I agree it needed to happen because cost of living went up, right? Not everybody is going to be the most successful person in life, right? They're not going to make millions upon millions of dollars. I don't. I don't. I would never will. Um, I, I don't strive to be that person either, though. That's not my goal. Um, but I, I do know that you make these sacrifices in order to achieve better things for yourself. Uh, after I got out of the military, I moved to Phoenix and I was working at power plants in Phoenix. And then um, my, my, my wife is from Washington State. Um, she wanted to move back here. So I searched for a job here, right? This is where she wanted to be. This is where she wanted to raise our children. And um, I was like, well we'll, well, we'll look at what we're gonna do. And backstory to that, uh, I think I was in New York at the time when I told her I'm never moving back to Washington State. Flat out, just said it straight to her. And uh, here I am, right? That's a sacrifice that I made for the better good of my family, right? To, to be able to achieve the goals that we want together, right? We set goals, right? And this is, this is what we're trying to achieve. Uh, that I found a job here. Uh, I accepted the job. I ended up moving here in May of 2015. And my family didn't move up here until August of 2015. So I spent three months without my family. Um, all the while, I had a job or I had a home in in Arizona. I was, I was staying with my mother and father-in-law here in, in a makeshift bedroom um, until they moved up, and then we could find. I mean, we we spent some time at the at their house until we could find a house here. So. Um, but I took this job at a like significant pay cut from what I was making in Arizona. Mind you, the cost of living here is higher than it is in Arizona in some cir circumstances. In an overall sense, it is higher here. 
So me taking a pay cut here was a significant thing. Uh, uh, but it was, when I looked at it pragmatically, I looked at it and said, listen, this is a better opportunity overall. I can achieve more in the long run. Uh, and eventually I will get back to where I was and then surpass that point. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. So um, that is one thing that uh, I always look back and I, I'm thinking to myself like, man, you just continue to make sacrifices to achieve more. And I look at that and I tell myself, that is going to be your continued movement towards success. You got to keep doing that sacrifice to achieve success. That's not to say that you sacrifice everything to the point that it's detrimental to you, um, where it, you can't achieve success, right? But you need to put in the hard work and, and the dedication necessary to be successful. That is very, very, very important. There's a quote that I remember seeing uh, from Mahatma Gandhi. Ooh, uh, he stated, in some way, suffering ceases to be suffering at the moment it finds meaning, such as the meaning of sacrifice. That in of itself is saying you are going to suffer up until mentally you find the reason for your sacrifice, your, your suffering, right? Uh, that That is mentally that is like an incredible an incredible thing to think about right imagine the scenario where you're struggling day in and day out right now and you just think about how hard life is on you and, and potentially the people around you um and then one day you realize like the whole reason that i've been doing this is for this right here for this reason whatever it may be and you look back at that and you recognize like that is the sacrifice that was necessary for me to achieve this, right? That that's what you put meaning to your suffering. Right. And that, that's putting it kind of putting it kind of abruptly, right? Um it, it's it's kind of a a an obscure way of saying what it is that you're trying to say, but it has a ton of meaning behind it, right? <laughs> There's a quote from Charles Dickens, the author, uh, who said, Sacrifice. If you want something you've never had, you must be willing to do something you've never done. Uh, I had a conversation with my buddy that went snowboarding yesterday, and I, I told him something very similar, where he's in a situation where he uh, he's educated, he's intelligent, he's forthcoming, um, he's not in the best of situations, right? It is what it is. Uh, but I, I, you know, I keep telling them like, Hey, if you want success, you need to go out in there and you need to achieve it. You need to do the things that are outside of your comfort zone to be able to achieve the success. Uh, he, he obviously understands that. And we're just having casual conversation about that, but it's so true, right? If you want success, you need to go out and you need to earn it. It's not coming to you just because you set yourself up to try to achieve it, right? You have to earn that. Success doesn't come easily. It comes with a lot of hard work, a lot of sweat, a lot of sacrifice, sometimes some blood, right? Those are the things you need to put, in, put those into perspective for yourself. You can find success with whatever it is that you're trying to do, but you can't find success in whatever it is you're trying to do unless you work towards it, right? That's not to say that you're always going to achieve, achieve success, right? People fail. That's a thing. That is not the end of the world. 
that failure is going to build you as a person. It's going to develop your character. That is going to be the catalyst for a lot of the ways that you operate, right? The way that you consider yourself to be what it is that you consider yourself to be. That is, remember, you can't get to point B without coming from point A, right? If you draw a straight line between two points, that is point A to point B. Pretty simple concept, right? At no point is point A to point B a straight line, right? That is, that is the difference here that we talk about, hard work and sacrifice in the middle. If you want to get from point A to point B, you have to force yourself to that, right? You have to make sacrifices. You have to make changes to yourself in order to make that happen. So that, that is, uh, it's, a, it's a concept that I find strange that people don't understand. Some of it is a maturity level, right? Some people are not mentally mature. That's not to say physically or anything like that. They're just not mentally mature to understand that they need to do the things necessary to be able to achieve goals that they want to achieve. Um, eventually, I hope those people do figure that out, right? But remember that people that are telling you about this kind of thing, they aren't saying it for their own benefit, right? If, if you and I are having a conversation and you're struggling in life, uh, but you're not putting in the hard work necessary to a, get yourself out of that struggle. And I say like, hey, if you want to get out of that struggle, you should probably look at doing some stuff like this, right? Work yourself out of that box that you're operating in. Make yourself vulnerable. Go do the things that are necessary to achieve your success. And you look at that and say, why would I do that? Right? What does he know? Well, as it turns out, me saying that has no benefit to me. There is zero that I, I win from doing that outside of being able to celebrate your successes, right? It doesn't benefit me any way for you to be successful. That's not the reason that I'm doing this kind of thing, right? And that's how most people operate. If I'm off, I'm not saying that all help is warranted. There's a lot of help that's unsolicited, but that doesn't mean that the people that are applying help in that manner are wrong, right? Think about that. Not everybody who's giving you advice is wrong. That advice may not be the advice necessary for you to achieve the goals that you're trying to achieve. It doesn't make it wrong. Conceptually, that's what you need to consider, right? There are things that go along that aspect that are incredibly important to your ability to get through that mentally. A lot of times, failure comes from mental breakdowns, mental uh, instability, things of that nature. When I say that, I meant like your ability to mentally focus and things of that nature. Um, a roadblock gets in your way and you, you think that's, well, that's the end of that. I can't do this anymore, right? Well, you can achieve these goals you can push past these roadblocks you can be successful you can't do that without being the person that is sacrificed the person that has put in the hard work right that that is that is in, uh, an important concept that i hope you carry with you all the time right i want you to be successful i don't want you to achieve success without hard work because if you don't have the hard work you don't respect what it takes to be in that situation mind you that's most people right? most people understand conceptually that hey if i don't put in the hard work 
then I'm not going to get that. The people that have success often look back at their sacrifice to determine what it is that they did in order to achieve their success. And it paves the road for where they can go in front of them to achieve their next goals. Right? That is not something that people take lightly. And most of the time that's not shared, right? I'm not telling you about the things that I'm doing mentally to prepare for how I want to achieve further goals in my life. That's not the, uh, that's not the thing that is necessary or it's not something that I really need to air to everybody. That is more along the lines of what it is that I use internally to continue to achieve the things that I want to achieve. Right? Just because I've had some success in, in life doesn't mean I have to stop, right? I'm not, I, I'm not saying that I'm not comfortable with what it is that I'm doing. That's, a, that's different than what I'm saying. I, I like the position that I'm in. I want to achieve more. So I continue to do the things necessary to make sure that I'm meeting the standards that I have set for myself and my, and my supervisor, like I said before, and push towards the things that I want to achieve. That includes duties that are not a part of my regular status. That, that's something that uh, I learned a long time ago. If you want something, you often have to do the things that you don't want to do. Right? That's what Charles Dickens said. If you, are, if you want to be successful, you're going to have to do some things that you don't want to do. But your success is dependent on your ability to do those things that you don't want to do. Keep that in mind. All right, I just wanted to discuss that today. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Um, one of the things that I found out recently is uh, over is no longer a thing. So you will hear in the outro, hey, find me on Hover. Uh, you can't do that anymore. Don't don't consider that to be a bad thing or anything of that nature. Uh, just keep it in mind. Uh, you know, we we move on. I didn't do a lot of work. There was a point where I stopped really liking it Hover anyway. I saw what it became and it was like people doing the follow for follow thing and then support for support thing and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's not why I got into it. Um, so not a, not a huge deal in that sense. Anyway, hope you guys have a great day. I hope things are going amazing for you. I hope that listening to this provides you with some amount of perspective that is necessary to help you achieve the things that you want to achieve. Please use anything that I have to say uh, within context to assist you. Your success is your win. It is not mine. I hope that I can help you in that way. All right. Find me on all of my socials. I'll have my link tree placed into the show notes right there. Share it with your friends, uh, whoever it may be. I was fortunate enough to have somebody share that with their friends and uh it, it that did help me it doesn't always work out I, I shared this with my family members and i don't think any of them have listened to it so uh and nevertheless you can do what you can i certainly appreciate it all right have a great day and i will catch you the next time thanks for listening to native notion make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes in the meantime keep up with climate by following him on twitch hover and twitter 
All links are in the show notes. Until next time.